Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. You're supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. That's like an alarm clock. Howdy, everyone. We're back on uh, the latest episode of Loose Lug Nuts. Um, once again, Evan Roberts not with us. Um, he had some sort of, I don't think it's a medical issue. It's not irritable bowel syndrome, but something like that. He uh, he said he couldn't make it this week. So what we're doing, We're I got Tyler Pig with us once again. Uh, also, did you pick a winner this past week? I feel like he might. Dinger in the, Diener yeah. in, Diener in the Xfinity. Yeah, and if they, I got Grant Infinger wouldn't have spun out TD, we would have been in business. Yeah, um, so he, he's he's more qualified than Evan uh, right now. Evan was on a cold streak. Um, so we're going to wrap up what happened at Talladega. We're going to go over some quick news, and then we're going to preview uh, one of my least favorite. Maybe it's grown on me. I don't hate it as much as I hated the Daytona road course, but the Charlotte road course. Um the Roval, they call it. Um, okay, so we got the Yellowwood 500, the uh, cup race at Talladega. We had four cars qualify at over 180 miles an hour, including Christopher Bell won the pole. Kyle Larson was also on front row. We had Denny Hamlin and uh, Eric Amarola in row two. And then we had uh, Briscoe and Chastain in row three. And then the rest of the uh, Playoff guys were sprinkled all over the field, but they were going to find their way to the front eventually. Uh, winners win. Stage one, it was a real hodgepodge to start, as you always get at Talladega. We had the lead swapping between uh, Christopher Bell, Eric Amarola, and Ross Chastain. Lap nine. You remember what the uh, original name of the show was? Lap nine? No, Debris Caution. Oh no, no. We that was the original. I did a I did a thing on my phone by myself because uh uh Evan like we said we were gonna do it and then he never jumped on, so I just did it by myself. We didn't have a name, so I called it debris caution. The, and then the first he, solo show was debris caution. I didn't know that. Yeah, look at that. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because there's a lot of other uh podcasts trying to call themselves loose lug nuts. No one's trying to call themselves debris caution, so I think maybe we should have. We just should have done that one. Debris cautions used to be much more prevalent. Like NASCAR would like see a, a blueberry rolling on the track and they would throw the flag. Um, so, but anyhow, we get one. And you know what it was? The old right window blowout. That's the, the first one I've seen this year. Very rare. You know, Ty, Ty Dillon's window blows out. He's going to have to get a new one. Pretty quick and his crew just Pop that bad boy right back in. We went back to race, and I'm with you, TD. I thought it would have been a little bit more of a pit stop than it really was. And the, my thing is, if it popped back in that quickly, how do they not pop back out more often? Yeah, the science. Science is what it is. We get the uh, lap 12 restart. We get Chastain out front with his uh, track house teammate, Daniel Suarez. 
Chastain and Eric Jones swap lead for the next 12 laps. And then, oh, no, we get our first accident of the day as they're trying to start a third line. Harrison Burton jumps in front of Recky Stenhouse Jr., and their bumpers don't align. And that gives big damage to uh, a couple guys, uh, Burton and Gibbs, uh, Ty Gibbs in the uh, 23, and then Noah Gregson, Austin Sindrick, and Joey Logano also collected. Uh, yeah, that had potential. Could have been the big yeah. one, TD. I, it could have been the big one. I uh, uh, Poor Ricky Stenhouse, you know, just trying to draft close to Harrison Burton, and, and apparently the – the Wood Bros couldn't handle the, uh, the the draft coming in from the side. So uh, it had the potential in the, when a race that didn't feature one, this was probably the closest we got. Yeah, there's another time later in the race where Kyle Larson was sideways and he was like fourth and they were running three wide and that could have wiped out 26 cars and it didn't happen. He saved it. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, so the day's over for uh, Harrison Burton and Ty Gibbs. They were rivals of the, of last year in the in the, the Xfinity, so they can both uh, go back to the uh, the garage and just swap war stories. Uh, we got to restart on lap thirty again. A lot of just you know, I don't know. I guess it's racing. We got Kyle Busch, Daniel Suarez, Chase Elliott, El Eric Emerald, and Denny Hamlin all have the lead at one point, and the uh, the TV crew gets really excited on lap 32 because Chase Elliott's in the lead. You can hear it in their voice. Like I'm waiting for him to go to the uh, Dawsonville uh, Billiard Hall or whatever it's called and uh, see, see what the locals are up to. But they didn't do it. Like, have we seen Rutledge Wood lately? Yeah, he's off the coverage. Uh, I, you know, I like him more like, you know, maybe we instead of next year we get Life in the Fast Lane Dawsonville edition because that's my favorite part where Chase Elliott gets in the lead. Uh, it seemed like they were doing a little foreshadowing of what would come later in the race when he got into the league because the nine car was really good all day, but yeah. uh, uh, it was uh, very uh, peculiar. They Not very thrilled when Kyle Busch got in the lead, but when Chase Elliott got in the lead after he passed him yeah. on lap 32, it really picked up the steam of the broadcast. Yeah, they get excited. Uh, we get back to some lead swapping, and then Corey LaJoy brings out the yellow on lap 45. He cuts a tire. Um, lap 50 restart, uh, Byron and Hamlin working together, cats and dogs, you know, Israelis and Palestinians working together. Like last week, they were ready to kick each other's ass. So uh, we got two packs. Uh, one's looking for stage points and one's not looking for stage points. So that's probably why they uh, they don't really get into it much there. Um Lap 52, we got nine to go uh, in the in the stage. Two solid lines formed. Hamlin's leading the inside pack. Custer's leading the, that's Cole Custer. We don't say his name much this year, uh, just to remind the listeners. He's leading on the outside. Seven to go. Custer not having very good pushes from Elliott. He ducks to the low line, putting Elliott in front. And, uh, and then we get uh, five to go. Hamlin and Byron appear to be jumping to the outside line, but William Byron Ropadopes him. He uh, he's like, take that, Denny. He goes back low, and it's Byron leading on the inside. Hamlin leading on the outside. Four to go, looking good. Hamlin out front. Uh, three to go, inside line. Byron's lane is falling back. Byron needs to get stage points. 
Uh, two to go. Gregson jumps to the uh, lead on the inside lane. Kyle Busch also jumps down. That puts Byron way back. I don't know if you remember, he got that penalty, so he was 11 below to start the line, uh, the the race. Final lap, Hamlin looks like he's going to get the uh, to win the stage heading into the last turn, but uh, Stenhouse and Sindrick give Ryan Blaney a hell of a push. He comes from nowhere through the dogleg. We got Ryan Blaney winning the stage. He nips him by less than two feet. I mean, that was probably the the most awesome finish of the day. And uh, to your point, TD, I I was really surprised at how William Byron raced the last three laps of that stage, knowing he had some stage points because he finishes 11th, gets none. And really, actually, the guy that really helped the most is Austin Sendrick. Uh, who who puts himself in that stage when that stage one being in the top five gives him a pretty good boost where we're going to the Roval. We'll talk about that later, but it was a very strange stage one ending with how well much Hamlin and Byron raced against each other. That makes the rope a dope move. Like you said, ducks back down that inside line. And I thought it was kind of his stage to win. And then all of a sudden here comes Ryan Blaney with the push from his teammate to get him into the, the lead where he takes that stage one by like, Two millimeters. It was really tight. Yeah, and like he rope-a-doped him, but he rope-a-doped him going to the wrong lane because the outside was better at that point. Yep, I the think. whole stage. And so, uh, yeah, no points for uh, for Byron. We get uh, Hamlin finished second, Elliott third, Cindric fourth, as you said. Big points for him. Logano in the top five. Then we get Stenhouse, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Noah Gregson, and Eric Jones in the top ten. Once again, we get all sorts of pit strategies. We got zero tires, two tires, four tires. Like Larson and Jones moved up seven and eight spots respectively to first and second. Harvick picked up 16 spots to sixth. Um, Michael McDowell, you know him in uh, the super speedways. He moves up 18 spots to 18th doing a no tire change. Uh, lap 66, Larson and Jones out front of the two lanes. No one can hold the lead for more than three or four laps. We got uh, Jones, Blaney, Amarola, and uh, Todd Gillen all swapping. And this is when it's starting to get insane <laughs> or <laughs> intense and insane. Blaney almost puts Keselowski in the wall, and then Blaney says, F it, and he just drops to the back of the pack. He's like, I already got my stage win. Let me get the hell out of here. Uh, did you enjoy the part of the broadcast? Did you enjoy the part of the broadcast where they had talked to Ryan Blaney and he said, I want to be nowhere near Brad Keselowski in the middle of this race? <laughs> yeah. That, that is... was my my favorite part. It's like, yeah. I like drafting with a lot of guys, not Brad Keselowski. And so that's exactly what he did when the sixth car got behind him. He's like, I'm good. I'm going back to the second yeah. pack. <laughs> there, were stage mul- points. <laughs> there were multiple drivers. Someone else, I believe it was Cindric, also said that they didn't like, they're like, he's very aggressive, which means he drives through you. which is something you do not want, especially if you're heading into a turn. So Alvarola takes the lead on uh, lap 73, and with the uh, exception of Gillen and Jones briefly holding the lead, Alvarola holds it for the next 30. I think everyone saw how intense it got, and it just got the single file. Lab 98, the Fords pit to start the uh, green flag pit cycle. All the Fords were supposed to pit together, but uh, SHR looked like they did not get the memo. Uh, Amarola and Har, I put Hamrick Harvick. Uh, they're running one too. They probably just didn't want to give up the lead at that point, so they do not come in. Um, I, I get it. I'm not a big like. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the the manufacturers working together. I don't mind teams working together. 
the manufacturing thing does not i don't know i think teams work against well, we themselves when they and we only see it here in daytona yeah. like that's the only two you know you just don't see a lot of like in michigan or kansas or you, we won't see it at a road course rarely where all the manufacturers want to pit together or use the same tire strategy but for you know and it's just been that way in nascar for a long time but it was very weird that to me that was the strategy they went to at this point in the race not early on especially with how many uh i thought we were gonna have more tire blowouts early on in the race yeah. uh especially after the, the cory lajoy cut the tire down pretty early on i thought okay here we go again uh, and yeah. it never really happened so i was kind of curious of that strategy but it, it set them up pretty well down the line to finish stage two out yeah lab 99 bell almost rear ends kyle bush as they're coming on the pit road they were supposed to do a no tire change. He's going to have to change tires. So he's going to be off to draft uh, with the rest of the Toyotas. Not good for his playoff hopes. And then he uh, he doubles down on it as he's speeding on pit road because he was coming in sideways, uh, like 100 miles an hour, trying not to rear end uh, Kyle Busch. So he's going to have to do a drive through. He, uh, he passed on stage points in the first stage. Like their whole strategy was like, Hey, we'll get stage points in the second stage and we'll be set up to win the race. Well, now that's all out the window. Uh, Amarola and the leaders finally pit on lap 103. And after they cycle back through the green uh, flag pit stops, we get Tyler Reddick out front on lap 104, 17 to go in the stage, 10 to go in the stage. Larson leading a bit of a charge out of the bottom line, but Reddick's smart enough not to block him and get because he would have just got run over. They were coming full tilt. Uh, but after that settles in, they're side by side, and Reddick is driving really wide. Uh, Larson and Suarez occasionally get their nose out in front. Uh, two to go, it, it shuffles in with uh, Larson, Elliott, and Haley on the uh, bottom and Reddick, Suarez, and Chastain up top. Uh, they take the green, uh, white flag. It looks like a drag race. Uh, Reddick avoids some disaster. He was running out of gas. He gets up into the wall, lets everyone fly by. Poor Reddick. Could have got the stage win. Instead, he has to pit early uh, to get some gas. Elliot uh, breaks ranks from his teammate. He's like, F you, Larson. He gets a push from Haley. Elliot wins a stage and another tightly contested stage. This like this is one of the tracks I like the stage racing. Because other than that, you get the two trains the whole race. This breaks it up a little bit. There's some action. Um, Elliot wins a stage, followed by Haley, Larson, Suarez, and Jones in the top five. We get Chastain, uh, Landon Castle, Chris Busher, Daniel Hemrick, and Briscoe in the top ten. No stage points for Bell or Byron in the first two stages. Uh, yeah, after the first two stages, Bell is a whopping 46 points back, Cindric 19, Byron 12. Yeah, to me, this is what's probably going to put the the nail in the coffin for Christopher Bell, TD. I, I, I agree with you on the strategy. They're, they're sitting back in the second pack in stage one. To me, it didn't make any sense when a lot of Toyotas were running pretty well early on the race, and yeah. they decided not to go with the pack um and then William Byron same deal the pitch strategy was 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 off to me um and he never had a really good run because to be honest with you once that Noah Gregson had ran really well in the 48 car early and then this is where we really saw the power and the strength of how good the nine and the five were in that second stage and the 24 was nowhere to be found in that in that lead pack so 
Uh, I, I will tip my cap to Justin Haley for making it really squirrely there for a minute as he came uh, charging back in the pack yeah. to get the, get the third of that stage. Uh, but I tell you who I was most impressed with in this whole thing was Daniel Suarez and Eric Jones. They pitted a little bit off cycle a little bit early on and were able to get back into it. And Suarez was almost my long shot last week, and I almost should have picked him. I thought he ran really well. But this, to me, set the race up really well for the nine car going down the stretch, especially with how well he closed it out and avoided disaster right there at the end stage two. So we, uh, we're going to restart on uh, lap 127. We're going to have 62 to go in the race. We got Elliot Jones and Busher swapping the lead. Uh, Chastain uh, takes the lead on lap 129, and he leads for the next 23 laps. Once again, they sort of go down the single file. They're like, hey, let's get to where you can see the ending before we start knocking people out. Um, lap 153, Blaney, who has been riding a second for 23 laps, gets a gets that big push by Kozlowski, and he gets uh, by for the lead as Chastain is trying to block Hamlin down low. Uh, and then lap 161, uh, Blaney starts the green flag pit cycles from out front. Everyone else in the race pits the next lap. Uh, Harvick and uh, Keselowski both uh, speeding on pit road. Stinky for them. It's not going to be the stinkiest thing for Harvick, um, as we'll find out later. Um, and they don't serve their pass-through together, which made no sense to me. I would have thought one of the spotters would have ran down the others and, hey, let's go together. They go separately. Uh, Blaney reassumes the lead after the green flag uh, pit cycle through. So we got 20 laps to go. We got the two strong lines again with uh, Eric Jones looking good on the inside, Ryan Blaney looking good on the outside. 12 to go. They're approaching lap traffic. Blaney weaves through it with road of ease. Blaney's on the outside. Uh, he has a, a line of about seven cars ahead of him, or he's about seven cars ahead of, I should say, Eric Jones, who's on the inside lane having a little more trouble uh, trying to weave through that traffic. 10 to go. Jones gets a huge push from McDowell, though. He's now neck and neck with Blaney. We're going to have a shootout at the end, but not really. Uh, we get a yellow to go with seven to go. Daniel Hemrick's car stalls out on pit road in a pit box. And they deem that too dangerous of a location. So they throw the yellow flag. So instead of 10, like, Awesome laps done the race. We're just going to get a restart with two to go. And then we're probably going to get 19 overtimes. Um, if history says anything. <laughs> History's a barometer <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So we restart with two to go. Jones pushed by Chastain on the outside. Blaney pushed by McDowell on the inside. Inside line gets a really good launch. And uh, Elliot is... Uh, third on the inside and he's like we're getting a really good launch so i'm going to jump to the outside he jumps to the outside uh when we take the white flag we got blaney and elliot even this thing's going to come down to the wire we get to the uh, dog leg elliot uh, has the lead thanks to a great push from eric jones and he goes down in front of blaney blaney has some momentum and he's trying to go outside and elliot runs him up the track i think blaney should have wrecked him but that's just me um he doesn't wreck him and it ends with elliot nosing out uh 
Blaney and McDowell. Like Blaney was charging the outside, McDowell inside. Elliott beats them both, gets his fifth win of the year, 18 of his career. Finishes with Blaney in second, McDowell third, Chastain fourth, Hamlin fifth. And then in the uh, rounding out the top 10, we get Eric Jones. Really good run from Todd Gillen, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sindrick, Chase Briscoe in the top 10. Chase Elliott. Last 12 wins have come at 12 different tracks. So that's 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 a diversifying your BOGO portfolio, is what it sounds like. Yeah. I it's, actually went there's to, a good option in it. Went to get uh BOGO with uh, a coworker, uh Tyler, maybe Tyler Pounds. And uh I'm gonna tell you, despite the fact that it's BOGO, it's expensive. <laughs> it is <laughs> It is amazingly expensive. If anyone from Hooters is listening, like I grew up, I I went to college, Ball Walls College outside of Cleveland, Oriole Cafe every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, 10 cent wings. So, you know, three times a week, I was eating 20 wings for $2. $2. Plus, you get some fries and a soda. You have a pretty good meal for like eight bucks. Yeah, you don't get that at Hooters, even on BOGO. See, <laughs> see I would rather go the like all you can eat wing model. It's like, hey, just pay $9.99. I can get all the wings I can eat. Yeah, it's. I want, I just, that's my model. I'm going to buy one, get one free. It's all a marketing point. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know how many more times I'll go. I got, I got the check and I was like, you, but anyhow, Ooh, so, <laughs> so that's the, uh, what'd you think of that ending? Uh, you know, I, I tell you what, I was really surprised that Ryan Blaney didn't wreck him. He's got some like Terry Labonte 1995 vibes going on right now where he hasn't won a race, but he's finished the second, third a lot. And now he's yeah. second in the point standings and, the, and it would have locked him in. He's in a really good space right now to advance out of the Roval uh anyway to get to the to the to the next round but it's very it was a very i tell you it's the cleanest talladega ending that we could have possibly gotten out of the caution with two to go um because i was like here we go we're about to have 15 wrecks and close this thing out with like four cars in the lead lap um just really thought to be honest it was you know a kind of a a, a disastrous day for joe gibbs and christopher bell just felt like they were completely yeah. off cycle a couple times in the from the pit stop the the, the speeding penalty um, you know, and then William Byron too, the only Hendrick car to me that just did not have a pulse after the first stage, um, it's going to set him back. But, you know, I tip my cap to the, to, to Cindric and Briscoe for running well down the end. And now you got guys like Logano and Hamlin, uh, that are really good place along Kyle Larson, and Ross Chastain, who Ross Chastain, Thomas is to me is if I would have picked somebody who I wouldn't have thought would have been super consistent in the slate of races we had to get to this point, it would probably yeah. been him. And he's been really good, and um, yeah. he's got a couple of top fives. Had a ch- had a chance to to I thought maybe down the stretch get back into the front and just could never get enough to go. I think he finished fifth, but you know just uh, uh it's been it's been interesting to see how this playoff has diverged. The drivers who are really hot like Harvick and Bell have completely fallen off the track, and then guys like Cindric and uh, uh, Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott who need a little momentum have really figured it out. Yeah. So to recap the uh, points, we got Elliott's the only one locked into the round of eight. Blaney and Chastain, and they're going to be uh, plus 32 and plus 28 as we head to the Roval, uh, the last race before the cutoff. Hamlin is plus 21. Logano and Larson are both plus 18. Suarez, he just keeps plugging along. He's at plus 12. 
Uh, Briscoe and Cindric are tied on the cutoff line. Briscoe's currently above, owning a tiebreaker. Uh, Cindric below. And then William Byron, that 25-point penalty, has him 11 below the cutoff. He's supposed to hear his appeal today, um, Thursday. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Like uh, Jeremy who's Clements your, got his playoff run reinstated a few weeks ago. So, who's your eight that's going to advance out? Um, I've got my eight, but it, it, it may surprise you. I, I mean, I think I got Cindric, uh doing well this race, so I think he gets the last spot. And I, I think I think the other seven that are ahead of him get in. So. I do too. I I think uh, as much as our buddy Luke Hillen's going to be upset, I uh, I actually think Daniel Suarez has got a chance to even move up a little bit further, maybe ahead of Kyle Larson here, uh, yeah. who's been I think versus has been the surprise, and I think Sindra gets in. But I I don't see any way. I mean, I, if William Byron wins the race, obviously it's a different story, but um, just the way they're trending for them, but if the penalty doesn't get reinstated, it, it's yeah, if the, a, yeah. I think if the penalty end. doesn't get reinstated. Um... Yeah, I don't see Byron getting in. But if it is, I think he'll do it well enough to hold off Cindric and Briscoe. Uh, yeah. So we we have, uh, uh, we said Byron 11 points back. Disastrous day for Christopher Bell. He's 33 below the cutoff. Alex Bowman, he hasn't been cleared to race again. We'll talk about that on the news. Mm-hmm. Even if he was, he's minus 54. We're going to go to the Xfinity Sparks 300. Uh, we got Austin Hill and Ty Gibbs out front. Uh, Hill won the pole. He went faster than the cup cars. He went 182.036 miles per hour. Um, cars that had to go to the rear included Noah Gregson. His uh, push to win that fifth in a row uh, took a little bit of a hit there. Bailey Curry and then 12 others. So at that point, who's actually at the rear? <laughs> Yeah, everybody go to the rear. Um, orderly start, Austin Hill leading the inside lane. Gibbs had trouble getting going on the outside. Um, lap three, Allgaier gets a bad push and a bad place, or he gives a bad push and a bad place on Ty Gibbs. He gets him loose. He gets him into the wall. Everybody avoids the accident. Only car with any damage is Ty Gibbs, and it's actually not a whole bunch of damage. Gregson and Mayer take an early opportunity pit and make adjustments under yellow on lap five. Um, lap seven, Hill out in front of teammate uh, Sheldon Creed again. Um, lap nine, Allgaier and Almondinger pull the outside lane even with Hill. Uh, lap 14, Hill wrangles the lead back as the inside lane struggles to materialize. Lap 22, four to go in the stage, still no inside lane. They were really having trouble in this Xfinity lane, getting two lanes going. Last lap of the stage, Dinger breaks ranks. He tries uh, to start a second line. Brandon Brown starts a third line. Neither one of them do anything. So we get Austin Hill winning the stage, followed by Creed, Hemrick, Jones, and Trevor Bain. He was my pick. I hope he wins. Dinger and... <laughs> Sixth, Allgaier, seventh, Gibbs, eighth, Brandon Brown, ninth, Sam Mayer, tenth. Stage two, we uh, restart uh, lap 31. Hill gets a push from Creed, his teammate, but Jones gets a push from his teammate out top. So uh, Trevor Bain, they're going to duel for quite a bit. Uh, Lap 41, we got 10 to go in the stage. 
They get three lanes formed, Brown and Creed leading the inside and middle. Nine to go, it's Alfredo, Creed, and Bain out front of the three lanes. It looks like old school Talladega at this point. Lap three to go, Hill tries to block both lanes, uh, tough or all three lanes, and that's a tough task. You're not going to be able to pull that off, I would think, but uh, he actually still has the lead with two to go. It's RCR out front with Hill and Creed. Final lap, Hill's below. Creed is running uh, interference up top. Hill successfully holds off Allgaier and Almendinger to win the stage, his second uh, stage win in a row, it looks like. So he is looking good in the number 21. He's a guy when, uh, if he ever moves up to a cup, he'll be one of my picks uh, quite a bit to win road races. He does really well on the road. Allgaier second, Almendinger third, Bain fourth, Jim Burton fifth, Mayor Brown, C, Jones, Seagamberry. What did you think of the first two stages? I honestly thought it was going to be Austin Hill's race to, to lose. I was just really impressed with RCR. And that, who, we shouldn't be surprised. It's RCR at Talladega. Or him and Sheldon Creed looked really good. Uh, you know, the one thing I always – and I picked him to win, but – the AJ Almendinger strategy to kind of lurk in the back and then stage two, he yeah. comes up and had a chance, thought he actually had a chance to get past uh, Sheldon Cree on the high line there uh, late in that late in stage two uh, to, to get ahead. But, you know, I, I was really impressed with those two drivers in particular in Austin Hill, Sheldon Cree. And I'm with you, like he, if he has a chance to move up to the cup series, he can do a lot of, He's really good at a lot of racetracks. He's really good uh, on the on the road courses. He's had some super speedway success. And um, I thought it actually the first two stages of the Xfinity race from a, from a drafting standpoint, it looked like old Talladega compared to the next student car, which was kind of fun. Yeah. I was a little – that's why I was surprised RCR took Kyle, uh, Kyle Busch. I mean, you take him if he's coming, but they have two pretty good drivers here in Xfinity who – should be ready to go up in the next couple of years. So maybe Austin will open a seat. Who knows? And the other thing too, is we had some Trevor Bain hope for you too. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of Trevor Bain. we got a mixed bag on the pits here and the, uh, uh, and there hasn't been any, uh, any big one yet. There was a small one with one car, no big ones yet. No uh, yellow flags in that second stage. Uh, so a lot of everyone, you know, you start with your strategy and they're still on the strategy. Hill, Allgaier, and Almendinger all do four tire pit stops. They drive seven spots apiece. Bain and Sam Mayer do two stops. They move in the first or two tire stops. They move in the first and second. Gregson goes with no tires, but bold move, moves up 10 spots to third. JJ Yaley also did no tires. He moves into the top 10, seventh, uh, moving up nine spots. Lap 56 restart, Gregson out front trying to block both lanes. uh, Josh Berry attempts to get a third line up top, and he drops back a whole bunch because no one goes with him. We get the uh, leaders flip-flopping a lot with Sieg, Hill, Jones, and Dinger swapping. They're single file on lap 63 for the most part with Sheldon Creed and Justin Allgaier just hung out to dry down low. Um, Lap 68, Jeb Burton and Anthony Alfredo start to – uh, green flag pit cycle <laughs> lab 70 my snyder like he had one of the early pit boxes but for some reason he's on the outside lane coming to the pits he cuts in front of uh, blaine perkins and he does a spin out and has to pit backwards uh, lab 74 everyone's pitted except for uh 
friend of the program, Bailey Curry, uh, Timmy Hill, Ryan Vargas, Jeffrey Earnhardt, and David Starr. Lap 81, the uh, five holdouts finally pit, and it's cycled through with guess who's out front? Austin Hill leading, followed by Dinger and Gregson in the lead pack of 15 cars. 10 to go, nothing's happened for about 20 laps. Now it's still single file with Hill, Dinger, and Gregson. Six to go. They break uh, to a second row with a Meyer, uh, Mayer, sorry, uh, leading the outside pack. Five to go. Gregson jumps out in front of the outside line. It's Gregson leading the outside hill inside. Gregson uh, tries to start a third line, and Hill blocks him as they're approaching lap traffic. Hill and Gregson fall to the back of the pack. The hill, this is where Hill, I don't know what he was doing there, um, but that sends him to the back. He looks strong, and now he doesn't because we only got four to go. It's going to be tough to get back up top of that 15-car pack. We got Dinger and Castle on the inside, Mare and Sieg on the outside. So teammates on the inside, not teammates on the outside. Dinger has the lead. Uh, this is when they throw the note. Dinger has had the lead at a super speedway at the white flag three times, and he's never won. He realizes this and gives up the lead. Two to go. Immediately. <laughs> Two to go. Uh, Myatt Snyder slides out. Uh, he There's no yellow flag. Like, I'm trying to think where on the track he was that he was, like, running really slow and they didn't throw the flag. I thought it was coming. But it didn't matter. It would have been a white, uh, green-white checker. Um, they take the white flag. Like we said, Dinger gave up the lead. We got Mayer out in front of Sieg. Mayer blocks a run by Dinger. And Dinger doesn't make the move here. He could have made the move here. He falls back. He regroups. He gets Landon Castle and Parker Kligerman to regroup. Uh, and that gives Mayer uh, the opportunity to get too far out front, which he does. Mayer is trying to block two lanes here coming down to the, uh, the checkered flag. He's got Sieg and Dinger uh coming at him in two different lanes he tries to block sieg and dinger has way too much momentum with his push dinger gets his first super speedway uh race win he wins by 15 thousandths of a second and it's ironic because he always says he hates uh restrictor plate racing and you know what after the race i'll give him credit he said he still hates restrictor plate racing yeah he did. <laughs> but he was happy to get the win mayor finished second castle third seek fourth Barry fifth first time we've seen the uh, colleague teamwork uh out front this year mostly because we haven't seen them out front together a bunch so maybe that speed chris rice was talking about a couple months ago is finally here Kligerman sixth gives seventh hemrick eighth jones ninth and gregson tenth 38 cars running at the finish, just three cautions, only one for incident. I think that's the biggest news. But yeah. then, yeah, then they cleanest, cleanest race in the Xfinity at Talladega in a long time. Yeah. So no big ones. Uh, and even when we said the cup, there was that sort of big one. Not really. It was Denhouse Burton. It was a mini wreck. So two clean races. Uh, Two cars locked in as we head to the Roble uh, for the Xfinity. We got Dinger and Gregson. They've been the two best all year, so that's no uh, 
uh, no surprise. Gibbs and Austin Hill can lock spots in probably by the end of the first eight at Charlotte as they're plus 50, plus 48. Barry and Allgaier need to avoid disaster. They're plus 28, plus 26. Final two spots are Sam Mayer plus 13, Ryan C plus seven. Below the cutoff, Hemrick, defending champion, minus seven. He'll be looking for help from his teammates, Dinger and Castle, uh, to make ground on C. Brandon Jones is minus seven. Riley Herbst, minus 10. Jeremy Clements, he needs a win. He's minus four to seven. I, uh, on the race, TD, I'm glad I picked AJ Allmendinger, one, because uh, I know how much he hates restricted play racing. But it is crazy how many times he's finished in the top five here. Uh, and and had had a lot of success just in general. For the playoff standpoint, the Roval, my bull, I mean, we'll talk about the needs and notes uh, as we preview the Roval, but I think the playoff standings, there's not going to be a ton of movement at all, especially if Gibbs and Hill were able to lock themselves into under stage one. Yeah, I just, to me, I, I do not like a road course at a cutoff race because you, I, I'm not a big fan of one the the crew chief's plan is not to win a race it's to get points to finish yeah i because i think you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have the people who don't care about points and they're gonna pit and they're gonna short pit and all those playoff guys will get points even though they're not running the best and then i just not a big fan of it at that but it's the rules we have set. It's like the electoral college. So, you know, it is what it is. We got uh, two cars. Oh, we already did that. We're going to the trucks. My favorite. Uh, this one could be fixed because it's a Chevy Silverado 250. Um, we got John Hunter Nibicek and Chandler Smith. They qualify out front. Uh, they're the only two tracks to do a lap in under 54 seconds. Um and there are two, I would have said, playoff favorites, uh, championship favorites beginning of the year. Chandler Smith's been running a little bit better than John Hunter Nemechek. Stage one, we get an early start with the teammates. Uh, like Nemechek and uh, Chandler Smith are both KBM. Uh, Smith lets Nemechek, I don't know if he let him. Um, maybe they rock, paper, scissored for it. But he lets uh, Nemechek get in front. Uh, of the lower lane lap four zane smith and ty majeski go to the front of the two lines uh lap seven nemechek grabs control the pack again uh, lap 12 majeski just drops out he realizes the end of the stage is going to be a cluster uh, <laughs> just chaos so he just says screw it i'm already in the championship four i'm gonna let you guys battle out this is when we get the stare scary thing and we saw it all week, like uh, Good Morning America's like showing it, claiming it's a next-gen car and just doing all sorts of fake news. Jordan uh, Anderson flames out uh, before we would have had a rush at the end for stage points. He is on big fire. He sort of coasted on the wall, and then he jumps out of the truck almost instantaneously as it uh, hits the wall. Um smoking uh, he ends up having to be uh, helicoptered out um, he has some uh, burns and whatnot but it looked really scary ended up not being as i mean it was scary if you stay in the car uh it ended up you know minor burns which are nothing to be poo-pooed but it could have been a lot worse yeah it could have been a lot worse and i 
I think still the, the oddest thing, I've never seen a car. We've obviously seen the, seen the tire fires this year yeah. and the next gen car, but in the truck, I don't know if I've ever seen a car mid race have that happen. Yeah. Uh, or a truck. I've never. So luckily he did. Jordan Anderson got out. Okay. And was a lot better, but him trying to get out of a moving vehicle going towards a barrier or while fires coming out is not, uh, I think what NASCAR would like to see uh, ever yeah. again. Cause it could <laughs> like have there's been a reason you have a, a seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like three or four things, uh, that like are going on there. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if any of this needs to happen. So, uh, but it definitely kind of put the race in perspective pretty early on with, with a lot of yellow flag laps after that. And oddly, this is a take your seatbelt off before you hit a wall. Not the most dangerous thing that happened in this race, as we'll see here in a no. little bit. It ranks <laughs> ranks pretty low, actually. Yeah, we get Nemechek gets the, st- the stage win, 10 big points, playoff point. Zane Smith, Carson Hostovar, Chandler Smith, and Colby Howard in the top five. Tanner Gray, Ben Rhodes, Corey Heim, Christian Eckes, Tyler Angram also get stage points. It appears to, as though we're just going to run stage two under yellow. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to open pit road. It's still closed after three laps. And then when it finally does open, we do get a big swing in the pits. Chandler Smith up three spots to one. Friesen up three, eight spots to third. Carson Hostover down nine spots. Um, Tanner Gray also down nine spots. Reports come in. This is where we get... Uh, uh, Jamie Little lets us know he's been airlifted to Birmingham. Uh, uh, Jordan Anderson, that is. Uh, we can finally get a restart, lap 27, after lots of yellow flag laps. Uh, Kobe Howard brings out the yellow before they really get going. So, yay, we're going to get more yellow flag laps. Uh, lap 32, they finally, we're going to just gun it out here towards the end. We got KBM versus Thor Sport, uh, Ben Rhodes, Chandler Smith, Christian Eckes, John Hunter, Nemechek battle. Uh, not nice for Nice at this point. Lap 33, big damage for Lawless Allen. And at the same time, in a separate instant, Carson Hostover not running well. Allen had a tire blow. He went into the wall. That means we get more yellow flag laps. This looks like a classic uh, four green lap stage uh, for the truck series. They finally opened pit road on lap 38. It's comical. Just, you know, they open it up and only non-playoff trucks pit. Lap 39, just two laps to go in this stage. We really haven't seen much racing. Seven trucks uh, fighting for the last three spots in the championship. They're in the top seven, all seven of them. Chandler Smith and Ben Rhodes lead the two lanes with one to go. Chandler Smith leads down the backstretch, and he wins a stage getting a good push from his teammate, uh, Nemechek. So we get Chandler Smith, uh, Nemechek, Friesen, Ben Rhodes, Grant Enfinger in the top five, Christian Eckes, Tyler, Angram, Corey Haim, Zane Smith, and Ty Majeski get points. Uh, Zane Smith, he was running well. He cut a tire. He ended up having the limp around the track there at the end. So he's lucky the stage came to an end. Um, he was able to, like, like I said, coast in the, to ninth but he had to pit early uh to get that tire off we're gonna go to the final stage lap 46 brent holmes maddie d haley deegan and chase purdy out front don't say those names a bunch yeah Uh, what a four that is (laughs) yeah bama buggies monster energy the guy maddie d just rolling away from everybody 
Uh, they had trouble keeping the outside lane going, though. So Deegan fa- uh, fades. It settles in the homes, Maddie D and Purdy. Uh, lap 50, we got 45 to go. A lot of playoff trucks are hanging out uh, back of the top 10. Christian Akis, uh, he's leading the outside lane. He's the only guy that wants to get the fray. Left 58, Carson Hosovar heads into the front with Ryan Priest. They're battling Eckes and Maddie D. Uh, lap 62, Nemechek first to do a green flag pit. And then lap 64, we got a whole, we got an ass load of trucks coming. Haley Deacon loses a tire in the infield. It's, I think it's going to ruin her day. Uh, it turns out she hits her tire person. And she uh the tire rolls into the infield which brings out the yellow the tire changer i don't know what he's thinking he runs across pit road into the grass to get the tire and he comes back and they show him a little bit later he's being escorted off the premises by nascar he had his hard card taken away whatever that is it sounds bad sounds like you don't want that to happen so he yeah <laughs> like he yeah i think the whole point of the pit box right td is to stay within the pit box if you're the crew guy and i think they're pretty yeah. from what i remember pretty strict on crew members leaving the pit box not only did yeah. he leave the pit box he left pit road yeah long cream flight pit. i mean it was just like let's just check all the craziness off of no we shouldn't do this my her yeah. tire changer it I, yeah it was, sure. it was kind of mockers to watch in person on tv yeah i mean well it's funny because at first they're like maybe another truck hit uh her knocked the tire out of the guy's hand it's like no she plowed into him um so yeah you would think that would end her day but it's talladega so we got Frieza, Matty D, Johnny Sodder. We're all speeding on pit road. They go to the rear. So we're going to restart with 26 to go with Eckes and Hosomar out front. 23 to go. It shakes out with Eckes, Rhodes out front, Zane Smith, Chandler Smith running at the rear. Like we said, they uh, well they they both had a little bit of damage, so they're back there. 22 to go. Colby Howard spins out, but he stays on the apron. He does not cause the big one. I still haven't had a big one this weekend. Um, the Smiths both had some damage from previous incidents. They may uh, they pit to make some adjustments. We restart with 18 to go. Hostovar and Eckes out front. Oh, no. Lap 16. My guy, Grant Enfinger. Well, your pick. But uh, he cuts a tire. He gets loose up the track. Austin Wayne self rear-ends him. It causes chaos. Tanner Gray and Johnny Sauter also in the incident. So we're going to restart with 10 to go with host of our neck is out front again. Uh, Ryan Priest, Ben Rhodes also battling. And Brett Holmes is up there. Six to go. Host of our gets big off the pace. Uh, he And then it looks like he did one of those Kyle Busch spin out on purpose to get the yellow flag out. Uh, this is with five to go. And NASCAR says, F it. We're going straight to OT. So we're going to have a, a first overtime. Eckes on the bottom, Maddie D pushing, Ben Rhodes on the outside, Brett Holmes pushing. The bottom looks uh, better to start, but Holmes gives Rhodes a huge push out front. Rhodes goes up top to link up with teammate Eckes, allowing Maddie D to give uh, Brett Holmes a big push out front. They take the white flag, and it's 
uh, Holmes and Rhodes neck and neck. Holmes gets too, that we see this all the time. Holmes gets too far out in front of Eckes. Uh, that allows uh, Rhodes to get him a good push. Uh, they're going to form up side by side, make it a Thor sport run to the end. Um, but they get in the trial. Well, Rhodes out front, Tyler Angram gets into Corey Heim and sends him into the wall. Kaya, chaos, I almost said kayak. Chaos ensues uh, behind. Rhodes comes off the bottom. He's trying to stop a big run by Brett Holmes. That opens up the bottom line for Matty D to power by. Uh, Rhodes pushes him down below the double yellow line, but Matty D has him by a nose. The pair's losing momentum as they cross the finish line, and Brett Holmes edges out Matty D at the line. Local boy wins. Local boy wins, but stop the press. Uh, hold the phone. They have to go back and look at images from when the yellow flag actually comes out. And it takes, it's a nervous five minutes. It's a closer to five and a half minutes. Holmes, Rhodes, Maddie D all trying to figure out who won. And they ring it in. Maddie D wins. That's would have been win number 100 for Wood Bros if they owned the truck. Uh, but they don't. Uh, it's the first win ever for Rackley War Racing. Uh, the sideline guy, I think it's Josh, he asked in the post-race interview, this has to be a moment you've thought about for years, and I really wish Matty D would have said, all seven years running in the Cup, I wish I were, really wish I would have won a truck race. High on my list, So what <laughs> Matty D should have said. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was an interesting post-race interview. It was a, even more interesting finish because I kind of thought Brett Holmes had the whole line the whole way and then it just was like the bottom opened up and Matty D took off I feel kind of bad for Brett Holmes he grew up I, I know you're not super familiar with Alabama geography TD but Munford his hometown is like 15 minutes from Talladega like I mean it is like when you mean a local boy like he probably gets the Talladega newspaper at his house like it is that yeah cool, uh to where he's from so it was a, it, I honestly thought of all the all the three races our this is our best finish and it yeah. was even funnier that they sat side by side by each other for five minutes on edge in front of each other. Yeah. One truck would move up and one would pass the other to see who would NASCAR make a decision. But no, overall, it was a really good race. And, uh, you know, not a ton of craziness that happened in the playoff side, but it was a good one for Matt E.D. Um, to, to get one in victory lane finally. I wasn't a big fan of how NASCAR does. I don't know how you can write the rules so they can race to the end. I have one issue. The accident starts, and you can tell it's a big one as soon as it starts. And to me, the yellow should come out immediately. Like, <laughs> like once Tyler Ankrum was into the wall, you knew he was coming back down, and it should have yep. come out there, and it didn't. And it just comes out at some random point. And then, so to me, if it comes out when it should have come out, Ben Rhodes wins the race. He was out front. Correct, yeah, he does. You know, I think, too, it's like the basketball rule, like the time stops when the ball goes out of bounds or hits out of bounds, yeah. or like a timeout's called when a, in, in football when the when it's actually called, not when they signal in. I yeah. just don't know why NASCAR, you've got all these cameras, and a guy hits the wall like that, and Tyler Ingram goes up the track and comes back down, and like you're yeah. saying, there's no, we can't just freeze the field where we are. It's... Five seconds later, six seconds later. Because yeah. it, it was not right away that they put the flag out. They waited. No, the no, no. 
It's like there's carnage back here. So if you're not going to do it at that point, then let them run to the end. Yeah, like exactly. There's got to be yellow. like one or the other. Yeah. I was... Anyhow, the race ends up with uh, Matty D first, Rhodes second, Brad Holmes third, Priest fourth, Christian Eck is fifth. Haley Deegan, despite plowing her tire, man, finishes sixth. Chase Purdy in the old Miss truck finishes seventh. Colby Howard, despite spinning twice to bring out yellow flags, finishes eighth because they never punish you if you bring out a yellow flag, which I don't get it. Parker Kligerman, ninth. Tyler Angram, tenth. Career best finishes for Holmes and Haley Deegan. Uh, looking for a ride next year. Brett Holmes has two top 10s, five top 20s in his six races in 2022. So put him in a car. Fifth career top 10 for Chase Purdy. No one locks themselves in the play, uh, into the championship four. So it's currently just Ty Majeski. Three others looking for a spot, but Chandler Smith looking pretty good. He's got a three-point cushion as they head to home, uh, Homestead, Miami in a couple weeks. Uh, for the final race before the championship four, Zane Smith is plus 18, Ben Rhodes plus two. On the bad side, Stuart Friesen minus two, Christian Eckes minus four, John Hunter Nemechek minus four, and poor Grant Enfinger is minus 28. So, yeah, and poor Grant Enfinger, he had a chance uh, before that wreck comes out to, to have a chance to win that race. So, uh, I don't see a lot of movement happening down the stretch to get to Homestead. Uh, I still like Tom and Jessica to keep going and win this championship, but it could be kind of interesting. There's a lot of guys, like you said, that are all within my, you know, basically five points of each other for that last when, spot. When I think it could come down to like Nima check would have Chandler Smith and Corey Heim helping him to get in uh, yep. with KBM. And then you got Thor sport. Like you got two guys battling Christian Eckes and Ben Rhodes. They're not going to help each other. So I think Nima check to me gets in, just because he'll have guys helping him. And, and he's a guy too who wins and he wins stages too. And that's yeah. one thing that could help. That's one thing John Hernandez does a good job with throughout the year. Wins a lot of stage points. That could kind of be the one that pushes him over the top. Okay. We're gonna we've been long on the review, so we're gonna whip around pretty quick here with the uh news around NASCAR. First college racing dropping news that affects all three series. AJ Almondinger to run full series in the cup next year in the number 16. This season, Dinger has 13, uh, he, he's run 13 cup races. He has a top five and five top tens. Um, he also, he won the Indy road course last year, correct? In the cup. So uh, one of this year's truck series uh, title favorites, Chandler Smith is going to join college racing to run the Xfinity series. He's going to replace Dinger in that number 16 Smith in two seasons in a truck series has five wins, 32 top tens. He's currently second in the truck playoffs. Many thought colleague was going to drop an Xfinity car maybe, and that it might be landing Castle's number 10 since Voyager went bankrupt. But Chris Rice says Castle will return, and he's actually in the Voyager car this week. Um, and he also said he wants Daniel Hemrick to return, but they're working on funding, so... Haven't seen the Poppy Bank. They lose the Poppy Bank uh, funding. Yeah, probably. If funding, securing funding is kind of a that's a hopeful way to try to keep him in that car. Uh, TD, here's my bold pick for 2023. AJ Allmendinger is going to be in the playoff. Yeah, he's going to win a road course. Yeah, like it's. I mean, that's it's actually pretty smart on colleagues' part. He's won at Watkins Glen. He's won at Indy. 
he could win at the Roval. He can win at Sonoma, and he's won at I believe he's won at Coda too. So yeah. with and then you get to he's also a guy who's got street racing experience. And when that thing in Chicago happens, yeah, there there you go. So I you know it's it's pretty smart move on their part. And and I you know and I also think it it's good for Chandler Smith. He's had a good good Chuck career too. But the dinger to the playoff, watch out in twenty twenty three. Yeah, and I think that the Chandler Smith is one probably a a. Do, do, domino that fell as a result of Kyle Bush. Um, because he might have stuck around for the trucks one more year, but with Kyle Bush yep. leaving and them not being Toyota, and he's like, screw it. If I'm not gonna be Toyota, I might as well go up a level. We got mm-hmm. Stuart Haas, they get sort of a big penalty. <laughs> Uh, Harvick's number four team was cited with an L2 level penalty, unapproved modification of a single source part, or as Kevin Harvick might say, uh, trying to fix a crappy part. <laughs> <laughs> they get a hundred point penalty for driver and team. Rodney Childers uh, fined a hundred thousand. He's suspended from the next four cup series of races. The reason I, like the money's big for Rodney and him being out the next four is big for him. I don't think the 100 points is much of a big deal because he can't finish higher than 13th and he can't finish lower than 16th. So, do you think this is a big deal if he's still in the playoff? Like, if like, oh, it's huge if he's in. That's what I'm saying. But, like, if he does it, like, this whole random inspection deal of him and Truex over the weekend to get him back to the R&D facility, it's just kind of odd. Like, it's like we knew these two guys may be up to something and Truex's card checked out. Yeah. They're either in the playoff. It, maybe it's a warning shot. I don't know, but yeah, it does kind of yeah. suck for Roddy Childers. But to Kevin's point, if we got to use the same part and it's not very good, there's a problem yeah. that we're going to try yeah. to solve. It's kind of what these guys do. So can't. I'm not shocked. That, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened more with some of the single source stuff. Um, but it's really the first one that's been a major kind of emphasis for for yeah, the, the Harvest group. And- it might be one of those things where Harvard's like, we're not in the playoffs. Let's try to win and screw with the part. And if they don't catch us, they don't catch us. Yep. Um, Alex Bowman not competing at the Charlotte Roval. I think even though there's sponsor stuff involved, they should probably just shut him down for the year. Uh, he doesn't have much yep. to race for. And then we don't even get updates on Kurt Busch anymore. So. And no Cody Ware either. So. It, you know, this whole safety thing is going to keep popping up. I thought Chase Elliott, who doesn't say a whole lot of anything, actually said a whole lot. His kind of media availability at Talladega about a lot of this. And it's a teammate of his, too, with Bowman not being able to race. Does give Noah Gregson some more track time. Um, but it it's it's not good for Hendrick, either. This is where this is there. I mean, you talk about home bases of home base. They put a lot of effort into racing in Charlotte and the amount of kind of marketing and sponsorships that they do in the area from his car dealerships and Lowe's being around there. I mean, it's it's not a good not a good look. I think they just need to shut him down. And to your point in the notes, we don't even hear about Kurt Busch anymore. Yeah, it's not. A, they stopped doing the weekly. He's not running this week. I think it's assumed he's not running again this year. Um Fun news, Brent Musburger named the uh, South Point 400 uh, Grand Marshal for the Las Vegas race. Pretty excited for that. Hey, uh, quick story. I have had a frosty adult beverage with Brent Musburger at the South Point Casino one time. Oh, my gosh. I had a frosty I, beverage with him in Dayton, uh, Dayton, Ohio, before a first four with the Monmouth Hawks. He, 
he uh, does this show out of there, was there for a basketball tournament many moons ago, sat down uh, to grab a quick bite to eat. And uh, all lo and behold, here comes Fred Musburger. Saw the shirt I was wearing, talked to a lot of good uh, football and basketball conversation. Had a nice 30 minute, uh, 30 minute meal. There you go. Um, there you go. Cody Ware, as surprised you said, he's never uh, surprised he doesn't do more NASCAR. Should he should get yeah. back into it? He used to do some pre race stuff. There we go. Uh, as you mentioned, Kobe Cody Ware also gonna miss the Roval. He raced last week at Talladega after his big accident in Texas. You don't need much breaks at Talladega, you need him at Roval. He didn't think he'd be able to do the footwork, so yeah, footwork with a boot on at a road course sounds yeah. quite suboptimal. <laughs> David Gilliland Racing returning to running Toyota Tundras in the truck series next year. They'll basically fill the void for Toyota, which, oh, sorry, lost Kyle Busch Motorsports to Chevy. That means uh, Ford driver Haley Deegan might be looking for a new home, possibly in Xfinity. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I was thinking too, and I saw the news that that what that David Gillen Racing was going to do and, and going back to the Tundra I, I guess Haley Deegan's next role is that it's not like she's had, there's not a, like a high expectation for her right now in truck. Yeah. I just don't know if she's ready to jump to the Xfinity and how much movement's happened there. Um, I don't know. It could be expected and, and like, you know, it could, it would be a good move for her from, from that standpoint. But I, I think we're about to see a lot more dominoes fall from the Xfinity and the truck standpoint, especially with this Kyle Busch news. It's going to continue to send a little more ripples as time goes on. Yeah, no plans have been finalized for drivers, but expected that Tanner brothers Tanner and Ty, uh, Taylor Gray will run for a DGR, uh, along with Corey Heim, who's a top Toyota prospect. He's probably going to win. Well, he is going to win Rookie of the Year. He's way out ahead of all the other rookies. Uh, fourth truck is expected to be a rotation of Toyota drivers, so like an all-star truck. Speaking of Deegs, as we like to call our friend Haley Deegan. It was announced she's uh, making her Xfinity debut next week at Las Vegas, driving the 07 for SS Greenlight Racing. This year, Cole Custer, Chase Briscoe, Brett Moffin, and Joe Graff Jr. have all run races in the 07, and Custer even got a win at Auto Club Speedway, so we know they can put a quality car. Yeah, maybe this is her shot to kind of be a proving ground for, for next year. That's that's the move for her to go to Xfinity. I forgot about the Cole Custer win in the 07 out in California. So it is a, it's been a good car. Yeah, the, there's theories that she would do better in Xfinity and trucks. I read the theory, and I don't know if I trust the theory. They said that the cars race more to what she's used to driving in the past than trucks i was like i don't know you should still finish in the top 10 more often than you do no matter what the theory is so and that's uh all we had at the news uh i, I was refreshing jayski to see if we got any uh appeal news and i don't see any so uh we don't know anything about the appeal yet um so we're gonna go to this week's races there's only two they're gonna be out at the roval uh, first, we got Cups at the Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course. Race time, 2 p.m., fast time. That's Eastern time for those of you that don't know. Uh, I heard someone reference Wimp Sanderson said that the other day. Yep. Um, 1 p.m. coverage starting on NBC, PRN, and Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel 90. 
252.88 miles. That's 406.97 kilometers. So I don't know where the F, the uh, 400 comes from. They just make up shit now. 109 lap stages of 25, 25, and a whopping 59. The Roval is a 2.32 mile, 17 turn track. It's hosted playoff races since 2018, the first year they had a, a Roval race. Of the playoff dozen, Chase Elliott is the best driver with a uh, has the best driver rating with a 113.9 at the Roval. He has two wins and three top tens in the four races. Blaney and Kyle Larson won the other two races. Blaney sort of stole a win as Jimmy Johnson spun out and took out Martin Truex as those two headed in the final turn. I believe that was 2018. Um Larson 112.6, Byron 109.9, Blaney 101.1 are the three other drivers besides uh, Elliott to have over 100 rating at this course. We got matchup times. Uh, we uh, we got Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Who do you got? Pretty simple. They're both good at road courses. Yeah, I'll take Chase Elliott. So, yeah, uh, I, I just it's it, to me. Larson, while his driver rating here is not is really good, um, just feel like Chase's car has been a little bit better the last couple of weeks. You just feel like this is the place he can win. Yeah, and I went with Chase Elliott, and the only reason I had is because it's a road race. <laughs> and, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we got Christopher Bell and William uh, versus William Byron. We got two drivers that probably need to win, uh, need to win to get in uh, to the next round. I'm going with. I went back and forth on this, but I went with Byron. He has a pretty good driver rating here, and Hendrick cars in general have been uh, pretty good. So, going William same Byron. William Byron, same William Byron. I uh, I think his driver, like I said, driver rating here is really good. Hendrick has a good track record here, and his road course production is, is slightly better than Christopher Bell's. Even though Christopher Bell this year has had some good showings at road courses, yeah. uh, and has got a one there, again a road course one in it under his belt too. Uh, then we got Austin Cindric versus Chase Briscoe. Those two are tied at the cutoff line. So that's, you know, this is, there's more than uh, degenerate gambler money riding on this one. <laughs> there is uh, an actual playoff spot, possibly. I'm going Austin Cindric. He made his name as a road racer, and I think he lives up to it here. Yeah, I'm going to go Cindric too. I, I actually thought about going Chase Briscoe because he ran really well at the Indy Road Course back in the summer. Um, but just think Austin Cindric's been a little bit better in the playoffs since it started and think he keeps that momentum up and his background as a road racer is really huge. It's, it's, he's one of the few guys in the series. that has got a, a lot of road laps, uh, before he got into the cup side. And then we, uh, the final one, we got Daniel Suarez and uh, Joey Logano. They used to do, uh, uh, Fox, uh, truck and Xfinity races the, with each other and they, they're Amigas. They call each other Amigas. So they're both above the cutoff. They might be looking for stage points rather than a win. I'm going Logano here. He has an average finish, I think 6.9 in the four races here. And I think with both of them looking for points rather than a win, I think he's a Logano do a better job of battling for good positions. I'm going to defer for the first time. I'm going to go Daniel Suarez. I like how he's running right now. I just think he's he's had a lot of good runs of top tens over the last ten races. He's got a lot of road course experience. Uh, 
in his past, like you said, in his in him and Logano's matchup because of their history together. But I'm going to take Daniel Suarez to to lock himself in in the top eight with a good run here. Maybe might be my long shot here shortly before we get to that point. There you go. And then we're going to run through the points real quick. As we said, Chase Elliott's locked in. Blaney plus 32, Chastain plus 28, Hamlin plus 21, Logano and Larson both plus 18, Suarez plus 12. Sindrick, he's above the head, uh, he's above the cutoff, but he's tied with Briscoe. Uh, they both have 3,069 points, which is pretty nice. Um, Sindrick currently wins the tiebreaker. William Byron is 11 below, Christopher Bell 33 below, Alex Bowman 54 below. I my long shot is Austin Sindrick. I think he's really good road racer and he hasn't gotten the results yet. I think he uh he could possibly get the results. I at least have him in the top five, but I think he could get a win here if the cards fell correctly. Yeah, I uh, I like I said teased earlier, I'm gonna go Daniel Suarez. Uh got one win on the year. I think he's got a really good chance with the top five, top 10 potential. I'd love to see him in the top five, lock himself in. Cause I'll be honest, I did not have Daniel Suarez making it into the top 12 and I definitely didn't have him making it to the top eight. Um, but like I said, it's been really cool with how, how he's ran at different tracks uh, over the last four weeks and what he's done. And they all haven't been where he's started really well. He has not qualified well. Uh, but he's gone eighth at Talladega, twelfth at Texas, nineteenth at Bristol after he had a lot of damage, then top ten at Kansas. Um, he finished fifth at Watkins going to the last road course and got his win at Sonoma earlier in the year. So um, that's what I'm gonna go with on the long shot side. And how huge would that be if Trackhouse got two cars in the two. same number as uh Hendrick Motorsports? And uh they would have the same number as Hendrick and they would have the same number as Joe Gibbs Racing. No, they would have more yep. than Joe Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs Racing. So that would be that would be a huge, huge for that team. My winner, Chase Elliott. It's a road course. That's all I need to say. Chase Elliott road course. Hammer it. I'm putting all my money on it, um, as uh, Brent Musburger would want me to do. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of degenerate gamblers. Um, we got the Xfinity race drive for the cure 250 presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield. Can never figure out why it's not just Blue Cross Unshield. I mean, if they're the same colors, why do I gotta say it twice? Race starts at 3 30 p.m. 3 p.m. coverage on NBC PRN Series XM NASCAR Channel 90, 155.44 miles, which is 255 kilometers. Once again. Don't know where the 250 is coming from. You couldn't make it two laps less. Um, 67 lap stages of 20, 20, 27. Should get about 20 laps of green flag racing. Because uh, this is a tough road course. There's a lot of yellows on this road course. Mostly because yep. people miss turns because it's set up so bad. Uh, we got 41 entered. Three are going to miss a race. Hopefully one of those three is not Marco Andretti. We also got Scott Hecker, Daniel Kavat, Scott Hecker, James Davison, Preston Pardis among the road course ringers. Real quick run through the uh, standings. Dinger and Gregson, they're both in the round of eight. Gibbs plus 49, Hill plus 43, Barry plus 27, Algar plus 25, 
Mayor plus 12, and then it gets precarious. Sieg plus six. Hemrick defending champion minus six. Herbst minus 10. Jones minus 10. Jeremy Clements minus 47. Dinger has won here three in a row. I think the only other person to win here is Austin Sindrick. He's no longer in the series. I put in your winner for you. Yeah, I'm going to ride Dinger again. <laughs> I went Austin Dinger also, or AJ Dinger. Uh, yeah, three in a row. Looking for four. I was going to tell you the only one who I really thought, like, this has like Ty Gibbs. Welcome back to like being really good again, potentially. Oh, yeah. Knowing him. It's a, it's his birthday this week. Uh, oh, okay. And yeah, and I just, I mean, he's also 20 years old. So like, it's yeah. not like he's got, he's got a long career ahead of him here. But it, he just has kind of lost that momentum he had earlier on in the year. And this well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the fact that he's not used to running two races every week. Like I think it's a lot of it. Since I uh, like, I'll go back and look up the stats for next week, but I don't think he's run all too great since he started having to run both series. So no, that, that's where to me, like his, the momentum of his season started. Now he obviously, has qualified really well. He's just not finished. Well, he does have two top tens in a row, but he DNF'd in Bristol, was not very good at Watkins Glen, um, but he won at Road America. So it's one of those places where I feel like he might get a little momentum back, but that's right after that's when he started racing full-time in a cup to replace Kurt Busch. So maybe he could get back in, but yeah, I, I'm going to go AJ Allmendinger, but good, that, that would be the, it's just too easy. Yeah. And now we're on to paint schemes. Um. I sort of threw this together. I really, uh, I fell asleep last night before I finished the rundown and the paint schemes were done. But uh, in the Cup Series, we've got uh, Keselowski in the uh, number six. Uh, Castro, it reminds me of Hunt Brothers with the uh, red and green. I picked it. It looks pretty sharp, too. I like the way they're going with the metallic numbers. Um, Martin Truex and Teal, a shout out to, I wanted to put wife, but I keep seeing lifetime partner, um, Sherry Pollock's. Um, who had uh, she's recovered from uh, stage three ovarian cancer in 2014. He's uh, got the the teal Bass Pro Shops uh, number 19. Justin Haley went uh, full pink in the uh, leaf filter number 31. And then we got awesome name, but also awesome car for uh, Mike Rockefeller. He's in the uh, 77. Um, bond cores, but it's also the Swamp Rabbits, which is a, a hockey team out of uh, Greenville. Uh, pretty yeah, sharp. They play Greenville, South Carolina's minor league hockey team got a sponsorship. Yep, yep. The the Swamp Rabbits are sponsoring his car, so it looks pretty cool. Um, so that's what I got. I don't know if you had any, um, no, I did see a couple pink nets for like Joey Logano and a couple of other cars. I tell you, TD, my like one rule about road courses, it's kind of nice yeah. when everybody uses their normal paint scheme. Uh, just because yeah. it's not like you're all you're all packed together. So I don't need to really think about who which car yeah. is what when they're coming down a tight turn. Uh, I actually do like the teal and the Martin Truex ride this weekend. Uh, I thought it's kind of a cool touch uh, from the Bass Pro guys. But, yeah, nothing too crazy. Corley Joy's got a little bit of a different uh, setup, too. You know, one car that I actually really enjoyed that what they've uh, what they've done to it, uh, going back to some of the kind of things they've done, and it's our good friend Kevin Harvick. They got the old Mobile One sponsorship. Back. Oh, yeah. 
and yeah. used it a couple times. And I like when they don't, I don't think this is maybe like the sixth or maybe fifth or sixth time they've used it this year, but it brings back the yeah. old Jeremy Mayfield days of the 12 yeah. car and the mobile one. So it's a pretty sweet white, blue, and black ride. I like it a lot. And I, I like the actual LaJoy paint scheme. I just didn't like the goofy ass head of that guy in the back. So I didn't pick that one. And the Ray's energy sounds shady. Uh, so going, <laughs> going to the Xfinity race, we got uh, uh, Sheldon Green in the number two, uh, Whalen. Uh, it's different than normal. It's a Stars and Stripes look, but it's not a red, white, and blue Stars and Stripes. It's red and black. It's for the uh, National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. A pretty nice looking car to represent them. Bold move by number four, <laughs> Bailey Curry this week. He went pink this week, but it's not for breast cancer awareness. It's for Pink Stuff, a company which makes pink stuff. Um, I didn't look to see what they did, the pink stuff does. But yeah, pulling that out of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But then it's an advertisement for pink stuff. And then uh, I really like number 18, uh, James Davison. Uh, he's the driver of the uh, week for uh, Joe Gibbs in that car. It's the uh, Richmar Florist. It's pretty cool. Floral design. Austin Hill, just giving him a shout out. It's his normal paint scheme, but he's got, got some logos for uh, Wreaths Across America on there. The confusing one for me, uh, Stefan Parsons, number 45, Keffer Volkswagen Chevy. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that just scrolling through earlier, and I don't ever remember another manufacturer who's not in NASCAR having a sponsorship on a different body yeah. of car. There was a like time, I remember when there was a time last year someone was running the CorvetteParts.com, but it was a Mustang. I forgot who it was, but yeah, this is that's Volkswagen. an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, tell, I mean, I remember like the, do you remember when Dodge started back in the early 2000s, that late 90s, I think early 2000s? They had a lot of Dodge branded cars that were just yeah. Dodge sponsored by Dodge yeah. or, you know, the, the Hendrix cars, a Chevy dealership sponsored yeah. by Hendrix Chevrolet. That makes sense. They're all Chevys. I, Keffer Volkswagen must be a really big time dealership. Maybe I should check them out. My wife drives a nice Volkswagen Atlas. So maybe we could check out some deals there. But yeah, it's yeah. odd. It's an odd, odd brand alignment, as they say in the business. Maybe it's foreshadowing. You know, they're talking about next gen, you know, <laughs> a little Volkswagen Jetta out there just yeah. zipping around. <laughs> and then finally, Jeremy Clements, I, he went full pink in the number 51. It's actually for breast cancer awareness, it's not for pink stuff. Um, so that is what we have. Uh, hope, uh, hope this one kept you guys entertained. It was sort of thrown together. I like, we're still waiting to hear what's going on with our guy, uh, Evan. We're hoping the anal fissures, uh, got cured. Uh, it's a cleaning paste, pink stuff, miracle, all purpose cleaning paste. I got some stuff around the house I need to clean. I might buy me some. So that's all. That's what we got. Excited for Roble, sorta. You know, I'm sort of excited for two races. The three races last week, little tough to watch this time of the year with the 92 college football games. I also try to watch. So. Priorities, TD. Let's just hope Evan gets his internet installed. Some say he's too cheap to buy it in the <laughs> place. Uh, and his uh, maybe he can get us a spot on the local Lafayette uh, news ch uh, sports channel 
the goat 103 point something or other um we know how evan likes goats so we're gonna sign off i think i hear bobby hillen uh jr in the background so that means the episode is over i grew up in texas where football was my game until that racing fever started burning in my brain when I was 13 and won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride Harry High and now I've got stuff others on my side you've given me my wings now it's up to me to fly